Welcome to The Hard Way with Anvil T&D, where three Australian veterans cover everything physical and mental health, business, education, and life lessons learned the hard way. Each episode, the Anvil team challenge themselves, their guests, and their listeners to ask the hard questions, acknowledge their biases, broaden their perspective, and have a laugh along the way. Now, here are your hosts, Dan, Marshall, and Nathan. Beware the dark humor and enjoy the podcast. So they can get their hands on. Yeah. Um, you know, some people just smashing drugs, uh, which is not a great idea when your job literally drug tests and they have a zero tolerance policy mm. in the military. Um, and then on top of that, your job is quite physical. So um, the reason I wrote this is to, I guess, give people a reminder. It was written uh, at the end of last year. Christmas was coming up. Christmas leave period was starting. Um, I knew there were going to be a bunch of battalion diggers that had just rocked up to the battalion or hadn't been on a big Christmas leave block yet. Um, the leave that they usually get is like, uh, it's almost like uni holiday leave. It's like fucking six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, it depends how much leave you got. Yeah. And assuming you get it. Because, yeah, my first Christmas leave, all the guard had already been organised. Yeah. So I didn't have to do Yeah, guards. same. Yes, yeah, we're on the same one. And so we're like five weeks straight yeah. off the bat. Fucking jubes with five weeks left. <laughs> yeah. Sick. And that's like the ideal situation, mm. but basically, it can it can lead people astray? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and ideally, you want to have you want to spend your Christmas leave having as much fun as possible. Anyone that's got five weeks off in a row, or even a month off, I think I used to like spend about a month off and then go back to work early or whatever um, because usually you didn't have to do that much shit at work. Yeah, the stand-down period where they just parade in the yeah. morning and then it's like... Get to do some PT, spend all day in PT. no one rocks up for the stuff after. Yeah, yeah, everyone gets in trouble, whatever. Um, I don't know what it's like now. I imagine, you know, since the dawn of time, they've been trying to be a bit more strict around leave periods. Guard is now like polys all the time. And, um, you know, you probably have to get into actual uniform at some point, which is ridiculous. Are they still? Is like one RAR still shit? doing night robes in full kit or something? Apparently, they... six area has just started doing. Um, even weekend, there has to be a continuous robe in kit. <laughs> at one point, <laughs> wasn't one RAR doing MVGs in the box or something? They were doing like body armor. In the middle, of, like during the day, in town, so and dudes were just like collapsing and shit. <laughs> yeah, Which so is funny to imagine. Though. You're yeah, you're basically dealing with a lack of logic. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no science or sense to it at all. No, um, but you know you're not in charge, so you just got to fucking deal with it. Um, but yeah, for the for the digger that's you know given this first opportunity to get away from work potentially since they even started basic training you know mm. this might be their first chance to go back home cut loose tell every girl they meet that they're a fucking they're a the killer giga chat. yeah <laughs> yeah um you know start fights at the local and uh, shell up from the what, msd yeah. training i don't think they do it anymore but <laughs> yeah um so if you are looking at having a read of this one it's called surviving christmas leave it's on the website um it's relatively entertaining. It's, I guess, more of a humorous look at some of the antics that diggers can get up to. Um, but it does have a, it has a message, and the message is don't be a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just because you get some time off. And we've seen, I think, examples of all the things we just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um, guys going away on leave and not training and just really... <laughs> 
taken advantage of that time off and they yeah. come back and they're never quite the same because they got fat. They yeah. Got, or they, I shouldn't say they got fat. They just got unfit. Well, like, there was yeah. that one guy that <laughs> <laughs> got they get, Yeah, they get unfit and they're no longer capable or like nearly as effective at their job as yeah. they were. And it's hard to come back from that. Like mm. there isn't a lot. So you can see Christmas leave as one of two things. You can see it as five weeks to just drink as much as you possibly can and fuck as much as you possibly can and just have no regrets because you're back in your hometown for fucking five weeks and then you go back to Townsville or something afterwards and you don't have to deal with any of the problems. We've all been there. Um, or, <laughs> or you can see it as five weeks where you have your own time to fill with whatever you want, right? Um, and it's very rare in the rest of the year, especially in an infantry battalion, that you can get five weeks to train properly. So... I'm not saying don't get lit. I'm not saying don't have an absolute ball. Um, but I am saying that you've got this five weeks here, potentially, or four weeks, to train as hard as you want or do whatever program you want. Nobody's going to send you out field or, you know, um, you know, fuck with you, your sleep or anything like that. So, you know, you can spend time with your mates and you can spend time with your family and you can also get in some pretty decent gym time. Um, so it's almost an opportunity for you to get fitter than you do for the rest of the year or it's an opportunity to throw everything down the drain. Um, at the very least, I think one of my first points in the article is... <laughs> Just fucking walking out Classic. halfway through the fucking podcast. Classic name. Um, call me out. Yeah, as you deserve. <laughs> my, I think one of my first points is uh, just be considerate of your physical maintenance. You know, so um, you don't need to become a fucking triathlete or ultra marathon runner level fitness over Christmas. You know, but the best your seco could probably really ask for is that you just take care of yourself. Mm. You know, you don't let your fitness drop. You don't prioritize beers and food over just staying relatively healthy. Um, and you do think about what it's going to be like when you get back to the battalion. And if your fitness is fucked, that year that you just had as a brand new digger, which probably was a fucking shit time, it's only going to get worse if you do not have like, you know, physical training on your side mm. so use that as an opportunity to just at the very least maintain your fitness yeah and especially since it's like you said likely the biggest gap between getting fucked on all yeah the year. so it's totally understandable to not want to use that time to just smash yourself anyway yeah and but you should have um the yeah your maintenance and consideration as well because like i just said if you don't, you may go back and uh, be the person that gets much less fit. And yeah. like Marshall said, you'll have a much worse time. Yeah. Also, it was the first time um, that I had uh, income, like yeah. money coming in. So I like blew it a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you just didn't like realistically. Because I was like, I'm rich. Because I yeah. had like a, because I joined like basically after, straight after school and I had like a little part time job. So having this income as like a digger now, I thought I was fucking had all yeah, the money in the world. I think, Swimming and money. Well, yeah, I was the same straight out of high school. And I think my first paycheck at Kapuka was the most I'd ever had in my <laughs> yeah. account at one time. And I was like, it's like 1100 bucks or something. And you're just like, this is this is insane. Fucking living how the they, life, man. How do they actually give me this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you can do whatever you want. So people just blow it. And most of the time that seems to be on recreational activities, you know, just drinking and food. Can't you pretty much end 
your six months training with like 10 grand almost. Like if you saved everything. If you save everything, yeah, like you can pretty much come out of it with and that's like 10K. A, like, yeah, and like I think most I people. basically did. To be I think honest. I did too. Because there's a, not much I got you can spend and on. I bought a car because yeah. I didn't have a car up there. Because, yeah, during training, there's like not a lot you can really spend a lot of money on. Mm. So, yeah, you kind of go on this leave with a lot of more money than you've probably ever had before. Yeah. Watch it go down the drain. Yeah. Just yeah. Be, be careful with it. Yeah. Um, the the other thing about Christmas leave is for your, you know, let's say you manage to get into the battalion somehow in like January of that year. And so you're in the battalion for a full year before you manage to go on Christmas leave. That's a year where somebody else is responsible for your for you in general, but for your fitness specifically. Um, you know, your seco for one is probably going to be the guy taking you for most of your PT sessions. Uh, but on top of that, you might have the platoon commander, the PTI that's posted to the battalion, um, whoever's working at the gym, CFLs or whatever. So there's all these people there to support you and your training. Um, they're probably going to push you harder than you've been pushed before um, or harder than you could probably push yourself at the gym up until that point. Um, and now you've got, you're going away for, you know, potentially over a month and suddenly your fitness is up to you. Uh, you need to find something that, you know, you can do for a month that you're going to stick to. So it generally has to be something you enjoy. Um, but my recommendation there is before you leave whichever fucking base you're posted to, speak to a CFL, speak to maybe your seco or the PTI up at the gym and just ask them for a Christmas leave training program. Um, you know, maybe there was some kind of training that you did during that year uh, that you really enjoyed. Maybe it was a weights program. Maybe there was some kind of like, I don't know, crossfit kind of thing or battle fit stuff. Um, so ask them for a program based around that kind of thing because you know you enjoy it. And then, you, you know, all the work is taken off, you know, it's, not your responsibility anymore. This person will bang out a pro. I mean, they've probably already got one written up. They'll just give it to you over Christmas. And then all you have to do is follow those steps. You don't have to be responsible for finding a program online or for figuring out what to do every time you walk into the gym. You just fucking pop open your phone and do what you're told. So mm. um, that's one thing that I would say before you leave, talk to the people that are there in the battalion that won't be there with you over Christmas and then it takes all of that fucking responsibility away from you. You just do what whatever the program says. Yeah, and it can be, depending on where you're from, it can be harder to get the same standard facility where you're going back, yeah. to, back to. Like I remember I used to just, when I go home, I did have access to a gym, but it just wasn't as accessible yeah. as it was on base. So on days where I was just going to do like a cardio thing, I'd just go and do those hills around where yeah, my yeah. mum lives. So I'd just go and do hill, hill sprints yeah. and things like that or a long run or whatever else it might be. Like there's a degree of uh, creativity needed, I think, sometimes yeah. as well. Um, now, on that topic, though, as sort of like a hot jungle tip oh, for, all the, the, yeah, for all the... Miss those. <laughs> for all the fresh digs out there. Um Probably don't do battle PT when you're in your hometown on Christmas. Yeah. How else are um, people meant to know you're a, you're yeah. a soldier now? <laughs> We're going to get into that. Full yeah. care, just full cams. Very yeah. shortly. <laughs> but um, if you find yourself packing a set of cams to go home for Christmas, don't. Yeah, don't <laughs> the only the nicest I, way I can put that. Take the only, them back out of the bag. The only thing I packed once was my boots for out the farm <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing because yeah, i had but surely else. you you know mostly people probably have farm boots yeah right 
Um, if you find yourself packing anything that you might wear on a day around the battalion, any of it, literally any of it, <laughs> don't. Um, the, the thing that I said at the start, the, the number one rule, don't be a fuckwit. Um, if you're thinking to yourself before you do anything, really, before you post something on social media, before you set foot outside of your home, um, just ask yourself, would a fuckwit do this? <laughs> And if the answer is yes, then just don't do that thing. Or a good one I like was basically, will you end up on a on a meme page? That's I'm another really that's a new one. Too, yeah. yeah. If and like, if someone took a picture of me right now. Yeah. If there was a picture of this and it appeared somewhere on like Pineapple Express yeah. or um, any of the other military meme pages that literally make money off young diggers doing dumb shit, because <laughs> that's where they get their followers from. Uh, just don't do that stuff. That's my. That's pretty much my second point leading in from like don't do battle PT, don't wear your fucking webbing, don't wear your cams, don't take your slouchy. There's no reason to do any of that stuff. Use that five weeks to just not do army stuff ever. One day you'll look back and wish you had more time to not do army <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, it is a bit like you've just joined the army and you're really proud of it's it. It's still and, a bit of a novelty. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's just, yeah. Yeah, so leading on to that, my second point was don't tell every single person that you meet that you're in the army. Mm. They don't care. And they don't even need to know. They don't need to know. Yeah, no just one. keep it to yourself. Yeah. Honestly, if they have any knowledge of military people, they'll be able to tell by looking at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've probably still got short hair. And wearing a you fucking might, you're G-Shock. Probably, you're yeah. Probably, yeah, you're probably wearing a G-Shock. Don't wear it. <laughs> Probably wearing your fucking dog tags outside your shirt. I don't think I ever wore my dog tag. Oh no, no we got forced to one exercise. Really? Why? And it was so uncomfortable because the fucking chain under your pack and everything was just, it sucked. I always kept mine in, um, you know, those like plastic yeah, things yeah. that go in your map pocket or whatever mm. that you keep like your ID. Mm. Um, I, I just kept my dog tags, a little notebook. And that always stayed, and it's like been in my trunk. I kept mine because we had to have them for DP1 checks. Yeah. Um, so I used to just put mine in like the random like wallet folder thing yeah. I had. I would just put them in there. I never used it. No. I would just, it was only there for the checks. That I think that one time you said we got forced to wear them. Yeah. I, the, the metal gave me like a, a rash. Yeah. My everyone neck was getting like hectic uh, marks from there. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. Those things suck. Yeah. Well, yeah. knowing the Australian military, they probably like make them with lead and it's uranium, uranium yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the cheapest metal we can find and the lightest. And the- <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't know if I was out with you in Cairns. That guy was flashing his military ID around. Yeah. Uh, so like my recommendation, Cairns, honestly, for leave, is if you do take your military ID home with you, put it somewhere safe. Take it out of your fucking you wallet. You do have to to get back onto base when you come back. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. if you didn't Just live on base, in, for example. Leave it, in leave it in your luggage. Yeah, yeah, if you don't live on base, leave it. In if say you're from Townsville and you don't live on base, leave it in that house. Lock it somewhere. Don't fucking take it because the last thing you want to do is leave lose it on Christmas and be that dude that has to like fill out a fucking ID form and like get police a police report. report. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking nightmare. And so many people lose their fucking IDs when they're out on the piss because it's in their wallet. And you um, don't like there is literally nothing else nothing. you need to use it yeah. for. If you want to get like 10% discount, you have like a veteran's card. Yeah, you? or Not you can just show them um, something on like, I think there's that 
Australian veterans discount thing oh, is on your yeah, emails. Yeah. You just show yeah. them that you're a member of that or whatever. Yeah. There's literally nothing you need that card for besides getting on base. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, most people, I think, will take your word for it because they don't even know what a military ID looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just flash your library so, card. It is mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, like we used to do overseas to look at people, like just yeah. show them random parts and see if they let us through. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that goes in line with don't don't tell everyone that you're in the army. Take your army ID out of your wallet and put it somewhere that it is just impossible to get lost. Leave it in your luggage, like Nate said. Um, you know, whatever bag that you are guaranteed to take back on the uh, back to Townsville or whatever, just pop it in that bag and don't touch it for the rest of the entire leave period. Yeah. Um, what else? Don't dress up in your cams and your webbing with a fake gun and, and go for walks. Yeah. Or go to parties. Got, dude literally got arrested for that. Yeah. Um, people don't. So not only do people not care about this stuff, um, but when they do care, it's a negative. It's a negative yeah. kind of care. Yeah. Um, if you're from, say, Townsville and you walk and you decide to go for a stomp, like whatever, around your neighborhood at four o'clock in the morning, nobody's going to look out their window and think that you're like a terrorist that's come to blow everything up and report you. Same in fucking like Brisbane, around where our gym is here, we're pretty close to a Nogra. You know, I get some pretty weird looks when I'm walking around with the weight vest on, mm. but nobody's calling up and saying that I'm about to go and blow up Woolies or something. But if you go to, like, North Sydney, for example, and you decide that you, for some reason, want to go on a pack march wearing your cams and your fucking webbing on, um, you know, Christmas leave, I guarantee you someone will call the police. <laughs> like, because they don't see those people ever. They never see anyone in cams unless they're, like, homeless or something. Mm. And then if you're wearing a bunch of, like, military equipment, they're more suspicious or frightened than anything else. So, yeah, if you want to do some kind of resistance training or whatever, go to a gym um, or just wear the least military stuff you can find. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, you're drawing heat and you don't want that kind of shit. Yeah, and I've seen a fair few posts of people that, like, dudes that have worn, like, poly shirts to out and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really bangers. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, one of the guys, I think it was Bear, he um, said he was down in, like, Newcastle or something right. and he's, or somewhere and he saw a dude out in, a, like, a poly show or something. Oh, he was flash. He was doing something like flash dog tags that, and they made fun of him. And this is a guy that has done a deployment and, you know, what he did, like, six or seven years or something. And this dude's like, oh, you just wish you were in. And he's gone, mate, I fucking. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy wore out. Uh, front of Mad Cow at Townsville once, and a guy in Townsville was wearing a poly shirt with just shorts. Yeah, and, I don't understand and, the appeal. Like, Those shirts are disgusting. Everyone was bombing him so hard because it was Townsville. Eighty percent of the people out are in the military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this guy. I don't know if he was in or if he just got a shirt. Poor somewhere. life choices. He didn't. When he was stepping out of his house, he didn't ask himself the question. Yeah. Is this something a fuckwit would do? <laughs> the answer to that is yes. If you're wearing any part of your uniform outside of work hours, you're a fuckwit. Yeah, and it's like um, when I say like the meme page thing. Oh, it's yeah. It's just like, you know, you got the um, unofficial check you do when you're in like a confrontational situation, like the 60 minutes check. Yeah. Like if you did uh, this and it was on 60 minutes, would it be seen as negative? Yeah. It's like that. If I did this and... 
a bunch of people from the military saw it, would they consider me a dickhead? Yeah. Um, and the and the answer more often than not is yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, especially if you're if, like a if fresh you're asking dicker. yourself the question, <laughs> the answer is probably yes. If you left training in the past eighteen months, the answer is probably <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, yeah, there are always and we fucking love it when we see that shit. Like Pineapple Express pops oh, a meme yeah. up, mm. and it's usually somebody at Kapuka, and they've just fucking done LF six or some shit, yeah. and they're like popping off the styre in the fucking <laughs> kapooka rooms in their, like, weird dress mirror. Yeah. And got their, like, shirt on with their fucking name on it. Don't wear those shirts to the gym either. <laughs> like, if you're at home for leave, don't wear your PT shirts, especially not one with a fucking name <sighs> stenciled across the front of it. <laughs> probably was spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> probably spelt wrong. Or you're probably one of those people that's, like, written it on the back by accident. You were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And didn't, didn't you? I'm not saying team, we're exempt from this. We're telling you stuff so no, because we did it. I wrote, I wrote on the back. And the T on yours was like, it looked like a shield because you don't yeah, have a T. Yeah, it looked like a shield, so it looks like super weird. I think I try, I try to get away with it at first. Like I just wore it back. <laughs> and one of them noticed you didn't, my, you didn't ask the question. No. <laughs> And one of the, I think this is like Kapuka, one of the callers saw my neckline like around my fucking chin from, and he's just like, you need to fix that. Just and I fix just, it. Yeah, and I just stencil it again. Yeah, it's and, Yeah, it's Yeah. And my, yeah, my T was, all, I think I did it backwards too. Like it started Amazing. backwards and it was, I, the T was like a shear. It was all fucked. I think I surprisingly, <laughs> I, I was the last in my room to do it. So the uh, three others fucked up and then i was like all right i got, I got yeah this. how many yeah. how many recruits does it take to, to get something right <laughs> yeah, yeah. One in four. and like everything you do is under immense amount of pressure yeah <laughs> they give you like eight minutes to write your name on your shirt my name's got on like they do it 10 purpose. letters in it so. i remember we had um, a dude who ironed his poly shirt I was about to say while he's wearing it and people, burned his fucking neck i remember <laughs> like super rushed i was like chucked everything on i was just like a regular cams and i was like a bit my collar was up a little bit I'm, like fuck they're gonna smoke me for this and i had the iron in my hand <laughs> and i was like, like i'm no i'm not gonna That's, that would be super dumb I, and i was like there was a moment i was like i'm considering doing this i have i have done that but i didn't can't be that, that. Can't be that. <laughs> how could it be i'm pretty tough yeah <laughs> i just in the mirror carefully saw that it wasn't on my skin like i didn't just press it onto my neck <laughs> i was very careful with it an accidental fucking an nd with the iron yeah a little strike <laughs> yeah yeah okay so that's definitely the next point is don't be a fuckwit that's a big um, one yeah oh it's a massive one it's pretty much the whole article mm. is that um the next one is don't do all the drugs um <sighs> Now there's there's a couple of legal ones out there. Um, alcohol is basically mm. the the most legal drug I can think of. You, it is very unlikely that you are going to get kicked out from your job by being a piss wreck. Um, you have to be a really impressive. Piss oh wreck. Yeah. yeah, like multiple times over. I know a lot of guys that have been like done really dumb shit on the piss, <laughs> and they've gotten demoted, or they've gotten charged, or they've you know, had to see the MPs and do a bunch of dumb shit Get, for them. You know, wash the shit out of the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly you know who we're talking about. <laughs> we know you're listening. You know, you know who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've done some pretty, like, disgusting stuff that, in city street would probably get get you sent to prison for like 
couple of days at least. Um, but it doesn't get you kicked out of the army most of the time. Um, it, you get in trouble, but that's just part and parcel of military culture, mm. unfortunately. Um, they love piss wrecks there. And you can spend <laughs> your whole career in the military if you're a piss wreck. Um, but drugs, they hate drugs. Yeah, right? there's a weird line there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you put your toe over that, you just yeah, you lose the toe. Um, and they are testing more and more these days. Gone yeah. are the days where you can just do lines and smoke whatever you want and basically never get in trouble. Um, now... I would, I would, my advice to you is don't do drugs over Christmas leave, right? I know that you are probably going to do them anyway. Um, but be intelligent about this, right? There is a lot, there is a lot of information out there that tells you how long stuff is going to be in your system for, um, the kinds of stuff and the kinds of environments that you should probably be doing them in. Um, you know, the last thing that you want is to, so, I mean, drinking and driving is fucking bad, but even drinking and driving is not going to get you kicked out of the army. Uh, but doing drugs and getting caught doing, like, you know, driving under the influence and having a police report saying that you were high or whatever, um, that will get you kicked out of the army. So I, my advice is don't fucking drink and drive or drive under the influence ever because you'd probably kill someone. Um, but you do need to be aware of the environments or the, or the behaviours that you might do when you do stuff like that. Um, you know, weed stays in your system for much longer than everything else. Yeah, so, the Zoom drugs, the Zoomies. Yeah, the Zoomies. Um, so, like, I mean, if you're going to smoke weed, just wait till it's legal. It'll be legal in like a year. The army will catch up. Just you don't need to do it right now. Um, and they're starting to, like when I got out about a year ago now, they were starting to actually do the... More expensive tests. They do the hair follicle tests. Yeah, that's um, like three months or something. Yeah. Right, I think. yeah. So from what I'm... Because it is getting cheaper to do those tests as well. Yeah. So I can imagine they're probably running them fairly often. Yeah. They anyway. can they can ping you for weed pretty easily. It's just in, it's like part of the piss test. Um, and that's in your system for a while. Like I would say to play it safe, five to seven days, you'd want to give it. Um <laughs> Uh, it, if you're really cutting it fine, like three to four, you might get it out. You're not going to get it out of your hair um, yeah. unless you cut all your hair off. So if you go away with like beautiful shaggy locks, which is pretty hard to get away with in the military anyway, and you come back completely bald, um, they'll be suspicious. <laughs> it's like no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, so it's impossible to get that out. Uh, like Coke and MD. It should be out of your system in like 24 to 48 hours. So once again, be really sensible. My advice is don't do the drugs in the first place. I mean, you're just saving money. You can spend all your money on this anyway. Um, I just, yeah, I literally just didn't in my army career. Like yeah. it's, the, it's the one thing in all of the army that yeah. can get like It's like the like, only thing that can immediately. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. basically is. That, that and like. Sexual charges, I yeah. would say. Like well, the only, you could kill someone. Oh, there's been an article on that recently, and that guy's not out. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> true. Okay, just just drugs. It's, and that's and it's, interestingly enough, out of all of the horrible, horrible things that you can do to yourself and another human being, for some reason, 
weed is the line. Yeah. I can't quite figure out why. Um, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I think it's the dumbest fucking thing ever that you can have people literally like have multiple DUIs throughout their career and never get in any more trouble than potentially getting demoted and losing some money. Uh, yeah, but we were, I was I was instructed directly by someone with sexual charges yeah. against them or alleged sexual charges against yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there are lots of things you can do in the military, but drugs is just one. So if you, I mean, you're a new digger, for example, you want to make the most of the next four years of your life. You want to make a fair bit of money because there's the potential to do that, um, to save a lot while you're in. Um, you want to get fit. You want to learn some fairly valuable life skills, potentially go overseas and meet some of the best mates of your life. Um, the one thing that can ruin it is testing positive for drugs. Uh, so just don't do them. You can last four years, I guarantee it. Um, and it's so quick to like, they don't, it's not like, oh, you're done for drugs, so over the next six months we're going to kick yeah. you out. Well, it's just like, the process that is day. three months. I There's think, one person I know that whose process was really drawn out and they essentially got a fucking paid vacation. Um, yeah. Theirs took ages. And yeah. that was that was an odd one though. Most yeah. people, like I've heard of people, they, the drug test comes positive, their pay stops, yeah. all this shit stops <laughs> yeah. um, straight away. Um, and there is an appeals process, but regardless of what you do or say, there is no way you can get past it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I did, I do remember one dude that got kicked out, things for weed, um, and he was so dumb. <laughs> He's just like, can I take the test again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting you. That's what he fucking said. Like, oh. I want to do a retest. <laughs> I demand a retest. Yeah. 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 Every test in the military, you get like three retest opportunities and they will coach you through it, except the drug test. Except the drug test. <laughs> Unfortunately. They won't tell you how to piss into a cup. Yeah. Yeah. They won't coach you through Okay. That. Just don't piss the drugs into it this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the drug tap, just, put, just close that up close and just the piss up. tap. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, look, the, the military is a great opportunity, especially for people coming from, um, you know, smaller towns or areas where uh, maybe opportunity isn't as great. Maybe you didn't get the opportunity to go to uni straight away after school. Um, the military will give you all of these opportunities, um, but getting kicked out for drugs is pretty much the only way to fuck it up. Um, so... My, yeah, my advice when it comes to your career or at least making the most of the first four years of that career um, is just don't do them because it's you're throwing it away. Um, they, they will more than likely catch you. Um, and when you can drink literally as much as you want, you can drink to the point of basically being dead and still rock up to work and not get in that much trouble you don't need to go and spend more money on drugs. Mm. Like you might as well just drink because the army is never going to stop you from doing that. Yeah. Um, I rocked up hungover so many times to PT. Yeah. I woke up get, super lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even people that get caught and get like unknown piss racks, they get in trouble all the time. Like there was a dude when we first rocked up who like every, so payday was Thursday, every fortnight. And every Friday after payday, it was expected that he would not show up because he would, he lived paycheck to paycheck as an alcoholic. Yeah. Um. And he the dude was still in. Yeah. He was still kicking around. Like I think he eventually left. It was either voluntarily or they kicked him out. But I'm he the amount that he got in trouble and was still around. You know that's why I sometimes refer to it as glorified babysitting. Yeah. Because people can be just the like the scum of the earth. scum of the <laughs> earth, and they will be nurtured. 
yeah. the military. And I can guarantee everyone that's ever been kicked out for drugs at some point said, I'll get away with this or mm. like, they won't catch me. They won't yeah. test me. So, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, you'd, I don't, once again, and I just really need to reinforce this, I do not agree with the way the military do this. Um, I don't think that their zero tolerance policy on drugs is the right move. Um, especially with their 210% policy on alcohol tolerance. Um, I think that they've really got those two things fucked up. I think that they should be much stricter on the way they treat people that drink a lot. Um, drinking is proven to fucking ruin families, ruin careers, and at the end of the day, ruin your fucking life. Whereas there are a lot of examples of recreational drugs that don't have nearly that bad of an effect. Um, I'm not saying they're not bad. I'm just saying that there's a lot more evidence saying alcohol is worse. Um, I don't agree with it, but this is the army's situation. This is the way the military is. They drink at their functions, but smoking weed means you're the devil. So just play by their rules for those four years and you will make the most of that career. Um, especially over Christmas leave where you're probably going back to your hometown, especially if you come from one of those smaller towns, um, your civvy mates probably do drugs, whether they dabble or they are literally drug addicts. Um, there, there's going to be a lot of pressure on you back at home that isn't there in the battalion because most of the people in the battalion, are, you know, they're relatively fit people. You know, they've got their head screwed on mostly. Um, whereas back in Civvy Street, there's no rules that say they're going to get kicked out of their job most of the time for doing that stuff. So just be careful. If it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen on Christmas. Yeah, and I, I like, I'm from a small country town with a lot of drugs in it. And even my mates do were like doing drugs on my Christmas leave, but I just made it very clear that yeah. my job I can't. And they, because they were good mates, they yeah. were very respectful of that and they yeah. didn't try to give me any, yeah, which is really good. But if you have shit mates, I guess. I knew a dude that got kicked out from training for yeah. uh, week because he came back on a leave period. He was in his IETs, I think, and um, they were all just sitting around smoking cones. And then he just goes, Oh fuck it, y'all did one, and then he got caught and kicked out, <laughs> and that was the end of his army career after like fucking what six months max. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, and they won't take you back. Uh, no, so, and it affects other government jobs, doesn't it? I think. Look, as far as I'm aware, it's referred to as an administration discharge. Do, isn't and it dishonorable if, discharge? No, that's not that thing, doesn't yeah. exist. Oh, so no? you get it's the exact same as a voluntary discharge. However, if you do apply for things like cops, they will ask about that stuff and if you lie you can get in a shitload of trouble mm. legally um so it can have a significant impact on other jobs like that um so yeah this and i say in the article look if you're joining the army and you've got high hopes for you know special forces or you want to get promoted a couple times or you want to deploy you know, or you just want to make the most of those four years, drugs is literally the one thing that will prevent that from happening. Um, so for those four years, I just steer clear of them. Mm. Um, what's next on the uh, fuckwit? Last one. Oh, we're a bit over halfway. Last on here was come back a few days early. Oh, yeah, this is a um, really good one, I think. Because which is something I didn't do. My oh, flight man. was literally like... Everyone learns the hard <laughs> yeah, way. I think I this think. is the number one way to completely fuck your mental health. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, and it says in the article, if you come back 
the day before, and a lot of the time it's like the nights before. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I was getting almost, back at like ten or eleven p.m. I was almost walking straight into work. Off yeah, the plane. <laughs> and you'll go straight into work after being on holidays or whatever, and it'll just mess with your head. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't be able to sleep. Mm. Yeah, it'll fucking suck. It sucks. You should come back at least to have at least at least one full day. Mm. Yeah, wherever you're I, um, posted, but a few days is good too. The way I like to structure it is. Um, I would usually the leave period is about six weeks long um, and then you can take however much of that you like and you're given like two weeks of it. I'm pretty mm. sure over Christmas leave. Um, what I did was I didn't leave for about a week. I stayed in Townsville um, and I worked for that week because like we said before, low tempo period, you mm. just get to go to the gym and train and just chill out. Um, you know, you rarely have to get into cams Um and the days are much shorter most of the time, and plus most of the rank tends to fuck off anyway, so it's pretty chill. Um, I'm not sure whether that's the same now. You just have to sort of make a judgment call, I think, on that one. Um, so I didn't take that week, and then I got obviously the Christmas week, the New Year's week, and then I would take whatever, one or two weeks in January, but I'd try and get back a full working week before the rank did basically. So you're trying to aim to get back and give yourself that week of low tempo to adjust before those people get back that can really fuck your life up. Um, that way you might come back on a weekend or whatever, but even if you did have to go back to work the next day, that work day is fairly chill. You know, you rock up, you do some PT, you do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably still being managed by one of the secos or whatever. So it's, it's fairly low key. Um, if I knew I had to come back and then the next working day that I was at work was everyone's back at work that day, I got back at least the weekend before. So I'd come back on the Friday and give myself the Saturday and Sunday in Townsville to fucking fully adjust. And I learned this absolutely the hard way. Mm. Um, just like the name of the I came back, I think it would have been, it must have been like a Tuesday night and we, everyone was back at work on the Wednesday mm. and it was horrible. Sucks, <laughs> like, yeah, well, my mistake was we went to back to work on Monday. So I wanted that last weekend to party in my hometown. Right. So my flight was Sunday as late as I could because I was drunk as fuck Saturday night. Um, so yeah, it was a hungover flight Sunday night, got back late Sunday night still hung over, went into work Monday. I remember... That's brutal. Yeah, yeah that's fucking incredibly the brutal. worst. I think my first Christmas holidays, it was when Big Day Out was still on before mm. it got ended. Um, I was... The last day I was home was Big Day Out. Mm. So I went for Big Day Out. My mum literally picked me up from Big Day Out <laughs> and drove me to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing that, like... You're getting back and you got to remember the kind of toll that this job will take on you. Um, it, you know you're going back into an environment where you basically have no choice in what you do or don't do throughout the day. Um, and you're coming from potentially over a month of doing whatever the fuck you want for yeah. that whole time. Um, there, was a, there was one Christmas leave I think I went on where, or it was a leave period, where I went home to see my family. I don't think I saw them for like eight days straight <laughs> because I like went out one night and I just didn't make it home for another week. Yeah. <laughs> and I stayed at mates places and, you know, there was heaps of shit going on. So I just kept staying out and drinking and it just took me to weeks later. Um, 
and you can do that on leave if you really want to, um, whether I recommend it or not is irrelevant, but you definitely cannot do that when you get back to mm. your battalion. Um, you know, you're up for, you know, whatever, a seven o'clock start, you're probably doing some fucked out long, slow distance run because for some reason every single lieutenant that the army has likes to just run over Christmas leave. It's like this weird ego I think they thing run they home from base. <laughs> they run home and they just keep, that's how they move around over the Christmas period and then they run back and you just pick them up on the way, like, yeah. they just run into base, go, come on, everyone, and you just keep going with them. <laughs> They've, it's like, I don't know what they do at RMC Norm, but they all, the newer the officer, the more this is, the more severe this is. they just, like, running is their thing. It's their and thing. they're just like, yeah, let's go for a run because they want to, like, one-up everyone yeah. and show everyone how fucking fit they are. Like, yeah. no one cares that you can run <laughs> the same speed for 10Ks. <laughs> not yeah. impressing it. How is that? In PT gear, like... <laughs> And they always take you up some bullshit hill. Yeah, they do a hill, and then like they're like up the front, like fucking, fucking <laughs> feel like <laughs> fists on hips, looking off in the horizon, going, "Come on, lads! Like, come on, lads! <laughs> come on, lads!" And then they like they just run, disappear on the whistle, on the whistle, <laughs> <laughs> over the trench, <laughs> tally her. and they just fucking and they're just like being heroes, like, "Come on, hurry up!" Like. To the dudes at the back who probably are like guys that have been around for a few years who have been being pieces of shit all Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's uh, new officers. No one gives a fuck that you can run. Perhaps be a bit more creative with your workouts. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you that's the first session that you are doing on the, your day back to work. Yeah. Um, especially if your boss is back. You are running somewhere. So if you don't want to spend that 10K period in like immense pain, um, just you know, come back a little bit early, <laughs> adjust to probably a different climate. Um, yeah, because it's it is a nightmare running straight back into that. Yeah, really. that's. I guess that's a big thing as well. I was flying all the way into Victoria. Yeah, climate's a lot different. Straight back up to towns or straight into running. It was mm. fucking horrible. Oh, it's so gross. Come back to Townsville. When you step off the plane oh, yeah. and you're just like, just get a <laughs> yeah, it's just like that fucking hot humidity and you can barely breathe. It's like crushing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, it's it's definitely worth the time and effort that it takes to come back a little bit early, um, as well as like your mental well being. It is a huge adjustment to, like I said, going from these weeks of doing whatever you want to literally on day one. There's no adjustment period where they go, oh, maybe we do this, maybe we do that. On day one, you're doing exactly what you're told. Um, and especially in your first year or two in the battalion, you might not be as conditioned to that as some of the other guys. So the transition from seeing your family, um, this is another really big one. You might not get to see your family for that whole first year. And then you get to spend four to five weeks with the family and friends that you grew up with. And then suddenly you're back in this place with none of those people. Uh, it feels like you're not going to see them again for maybe another 12 months um, and that can be quite hard on people. Um, that sort of leads me into another point that isn't necessarily for fresh battalion diggers, but um, is probably for the veteran population out there and just military members in general. Christmas is the highest risk period of the year, um, maybe give or take Anzac Day, I mm. think. Um, for suicide. For suicide, yeah. for mental health, um, you know, steep declines, for big changes. 
Um, it seems like a lot of people over Christmas, whether it's spending time with family or not seeing the family that you've built up in the military, uh, can be really impactful on a lot of military guys um, and girls' mental health. Um, so just be aware that this time is not so much a break from the army as it can be um, a you know time away from some very close friends. So. In line with that, I would say make sure that you are reaching out over the Christmas period and just touching base with some of those mates that you have in the military. Um, you know, even if it's just the guys that are in your section or whatever it is, your mates that you went through Singo with, just send them a message, check in them every couple of days, ask them how their leave's going, how their family is. Because, I mean, their leave period might not be nearly as good as yours or vice versa. Um, you know, it's good to stay in touch with these people that you've just spent you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for fucking almost 12 months with. So it is it is extremely valuable to not lose that connection because when you don't reach out to those people, you might feel like they're gone, they're mm. not there. Um, you know, I went to Townsville to one hour with one other guy from Singo, um, you know, our fucking class of 30 or whatever the fuck platoon yeah um actually i think it started at like 45 and ended at like 28 yeah, I, think <laughs> it, I think it was fucking, really low yeah we yeah, lost we a started, lot of we started with like 50 something and we ended with yeah like 28 like <laughs> it's like almost half it was pretty wild yeah i think uh didn't our seconds get investigated for why i think it was they so did yeah I heard, it, I heard about that yeah Happens to the best of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't get investigated as a seco at Singer, you weren't doing your job. You're letting yeah. too many people, <laughs> too many people through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I went to Townsville to one hour with one other dude. And even it was just like a message or two, you know, every couple of days to that guy just to see, you know, how his time with his family is going, whatever. I didn't even have any awareness about the potential mental health impacts or whatever. But if you try and coordinate your leave period with, maybe that one other person or a couple other people so that you're coming back to Townsville around the same time. Because if you're coming back to the battalion and you're just by yourself, that can be a real toll as well. It can fuck with you. So you might want to see when you guys are both coming back. Um, I remember a lot of our leave periods, we organised to drive down in the same car. If we were driving down to Sydney mm. or something, we'd all go down together. Or if we're coming back, I know there were a couple of times where, you know, I just asked around the platoon if anyone was coming back through Sydney and I ended up going back to Townsville with Jules at one mm. time um, and I'd never spent that much time with him before in my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that kind of drive makes, I think, the adjustment back to the battalion much more bearable because you're coming back with someone who's going through the same shit. You know, they've just been on leave. They also don't really want to go back to work because who the fuck does? It's work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're probably going to be... You know, I'm not going to say loving it, but at least enjoying yourself as an infantry soldier within the first two to three weeks of being back at work. But that first week, at least, you probably want to be back with one of your mates and, you know, you can fucking complain all you want about how shit the weather is, how fucking hot it is and how much you hate wearing T-bass and all this shit. Because um, if you're just thinking about that yourself, it can really fucking wear you down. Yeah. Um, I think another thing to note as well, when you go on leave and go back home, your life has changed oh, like, yeah. a lot. That's but the people way. back at home have just continued th that path that they're on. Um, yeah. So, like, I went yeah. back and I my life had changed so much. I just felt like everyone's had. So, I yeah. got back. I was like, oh, what have you been doing? And they're like, oh, 
just working, just working. Yeah, it's just and like, like a, oh, a coming okay. of age thing. You kind of realize everyone else is doing their own thing, and yeah. Yeah. yours is vastly different. And that's they they kind of disconnect from where you grew up. Yeah, I think that starts. ties in pretty heavily with what I said before about going on Christmas and it being a high risk suicide time. Mm. Is you will go home to all these people that in your head, you know, their family and friends, you feel quite strongly about these people, you know, you really like their company and stuff. But then you go back and you realize that the lives they have led and the life that you are leading are completely different things. And you might feel like nothing you say or do can relate to these people because when you're in the battalion, you get to make all the jokes you want about all the fucked up shit you want. You can sink piss with your mates and and do a bunch of dumb shit. And then you go back home and like Nate said, these are all the same people um, the fa- your family is exactly the same. They haven't gone through all the stuff that you've just gone through. So you're going to be coming back to a group of people that probably don't really get it. Um, and your mental health can suffer unless you understand that they're, they're their own people. They're just on their own fucking path. And if you want to connect with those people that have gone through the same shit you have, just give your mate a call or just send your fucking battalion mate a text or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm get used to the phrase, oh, yeah, nothing's changed. Like, yeah. nothing's been going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. you ask someone, like, oh, yeah, what's been going on since I've been gone? Like, and it could be, like, eight-plus months or whatever. I think it was eight yeah. months from me leaving to actually seeing anyone from back home again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what's been going on? I was just like, oh, yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's like, and then you'll go, then you'll see and go, this is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's the same. It's Remember, not- it's not normal to spend six months shooting rifles and throwing grenades around and shoot if you're infantry, rocket launches and grenade launches and blowing up claymores and all this stuff. Um, even if it's a nightmare half the time when you're doing it and it fucking sucks and you're crawling around, some of the stuff you do is pretty cool. Um, most people will never do that in their fucking life. So all that stuff that you are now used to and you find normal because, you know, at Singer as an instructor, we cram a shitload of stuff into a very short period of time. Um, that stuff that you feel like is relatively normal for them is like worlds apart yeah something out of call of duty yeah Yeah. or something they see in the fucking movies or whatever so one they're never going to get it because it's never the same they don't understand how fucking loud the 84s are they don't understand how much how hot that fucking back blast might be Mm. or you know how lame it is that you don't get to watch your own grenades go off Um, (laughs) (laughs) which i have done (laughs) Uh, and still pretty disappointing yeah Yeah, not like the movie i think we did get to watch through the windows you know Uh, i just didn't i didn't crouch down when i was safety (laughs) seeing i got a got a ball bearing like skimmed across my cheek but it was pretty far away so and they're useless those grenades yeah yeah. well out of the lethal, lethal zone yeah um, yeah, so just remember that the group of people that, while they are still your friends and family, they are just not the people that you've been spending your time with up in the battalion. So you are going to experience a little bit of a disconnect there. So once again, touch base with your mates that you are in the battalion with, give them a call or send them a message, whatever. And yeah, your vocabulary and sense of humor are probably... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll probably find you'll talk about the military a lot as well because yeah. it's you literally your life. You that's have nothing the thi- else. Yeah, that's the thing with, uh, like, civvy friends, I guess. Some of them have said to me, like, all you talk about is the military. It's like, mm. yeah, well, that's all I do. Well, back then, <laughs> mm. I literally do nothing else. Yeah. This one. I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> I think it's like what you spoke about on yesterday or Tuesday where the military for you at that point is now your number one. Whether you oh, want yeah. it to be or not, mm. number one is military and it's more so your life than just yeah. a job. Um, now, we're in the last, like, five minutes. Do Was we have anything, anything we need to go through? Uh, Brady said, Hawaiian Day, am I missing something? 
We wear Hawaiian shirts for mental health awareness. Fridays. So, yeah, yeah Friday part of the start a conversation um, movement. Effort. Yeah, yeah, movement. So exactly that question. Yeah. Someone goes, what's with the Hawaiian shirt? And you say, it's for mental health awareness. Well, and, I'm very sad. Yeah, that's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you say mental health awareness and then it opens opens the opportunity gives the opportunity to discuss mental health more um yeah, yeah so it's essentially like peacocking peacocking um, for for, for depression health. for depression yeah <laughs> okay. we'll mental call health. it yeah that peacocking yeah. for ptsd yeah <laughs> but yeah that's what's with the shirts um 91 tay said when we're talking about uniform uh ironing the <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he said which i think is pretty good uh, he did a sneaky stitch of thread to keep the collar down, and they never found it. So oh, just a little bit of cool. thread. I know on the collar with the eyelet on it, like the yeah, mm, the one without the button. Button. Mm. You can put the stitch through the eyelet, then they would never uh, be able to yeah. tell really. But the other side, I guess you could just go through the button mm. as well. I took the button yeah, off bad. and got in trouble for it. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Because you could iron it way better with the button. You could. Off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, obviously, they're just going to yell at me for anything. Yeah. yeah. I think we got told you... to take the buttons off on oh, some yeah. of them. How dare you desecrate the uniform <laughs> like that? Um, but yeah, other than a that. button. A button. <laughs> that was about it. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks Mick for tuning in. Mick Breno laughed at something at the start. Excellent. Um, hey, Breno. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. We'll wrap up there. Yeah, Sweet. take us home. All right. Thanks for everyone that's uh, contributed today or watching the background. If you watch it later, we appreciate all of it. This has been us talking about um, Surviving Christmas Leave, an article written by Marshall. Uh, if you can listen to any – you can find all our articles on our website, sorry, under the Articles tab. And if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, you can on Apple Music and Spotify. It's called The Hardway Able City Podcast, and it's also on YouTube. Our channel is Able Training Development. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back Monday morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, for our Monday morning podcast Monday morning podcast. yeah but uh, until then yeah enjoy the next four days see you later see thanks for joining us for this episode of the hard way with anvil tnd this is all made possible by listeners like you so thank you for your support if you enjoyed this one hit the like button and subscribe so you never miss a show make sure to visit our website www.anviltd.com and check out some of our articles and other podcasts while you're at it if you found value in this show any positive ratings really help. Or if you simply tell a friend about us, that would help us out too. If you have an opinion on something we talk about, we would love to know in the comments. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, train smart, train hard.